Welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio 1017. The team, we're going to take a break from the Masters Talk to talk a little college hoops and nobody to do that any better with than uh, Jeff Grammer of the Albuquerque Journal. He's the beat writer for the Lobo basketball team. And uh, Jeff, um, man, even though there hasn't been any games being played, uh, there's a lot going on in your world uh, with news from around the Mountain West, particularly with regard to the, the transfer portal. Uh, we got a big uh, schedule announcement today from the Lobos. We also have one of the assistants for Coach Richard Patino uh, moving on. So let's start with the transfer portal. Uh, it really seems like Nevada has been the team that's been hit the hardest by the whole transfer portal situation, Jeff. Yeah, I think that's fair. They um, lost, obviously, Warren Washington was the first guy that kind of stepped out and and uh, moved on. He was one of their two seven-footers that started, when healthy, they, they started two seven-footers most of the year. Um, sometimes one would come off the bench. But anyway, Warren Washington, um, he's, he's in the transfer portal, seven-footer with D1 starting experience. He's obviously being coveted by plenty of people, but they've had others since then, and including Desmond Cambridge, who I think was really kind of an under-appreciated um, piece to a, to a really good Mountain West team from two years ago. Last year they weren't as good, obviously, as a team, but he was still a really good player because he was a really good defender, too. And uh, he and his brother transferred to Arizona State, so he already has a spot, a landing spot. And um, just today, Grant Sherfield, their star point guard, announced he's testing the NBA draft waters. Now that's a different deal. You know, he gets the feedback from the NBA. He will probably uh, come back after the NBA teams kind of give him an idea of what maybe what to work on for next year and make him more draftable um, a year from now. But if he gets good feedback, maybe maybe he decides to, to stay out too and, and turn pro. So right now Nevada is a team that it looks very, very different than they did um, on the Lobos last day of the season, which is when Nevada and, and UNM played each other in the Mountain West tournament. And that's, I guess, that could be good news, bad news for Nevada. On the one hand, they were that roster that now doesn't look like that anymore was picked to finish third. It was the team that finished really hot the year before, right? And they were supposed to be pretty good, but there were also the eight seed uh, in the Mountain West tournament that. Um, certainly isn't acceptable for the standards Craig Neal and Steve Alford um, have set in the past uh, when working together. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's good news that Nevada has a whole lot of pieces missing. Um, the pieces that are transferring, there are others as well, some bench players too. But um, the, the pieces that are transferring are pretty troubling. That's going to be a lot of production to to replace for Nevada, and that's that's sort of where they're at right now. Is is there a team right now that I don't think will have high expectations going into next year from media around the league? Well, yeah, no doubt. It's going to be anything but a quiet offseason for Coach Alford and, and Coach Neal when it comes to restocking uh, that squad up there in Nevada. So uh, the discussion of the transfer portal has been a, a hot topic around here, even during the season, because of a variety of, of uh, situations. New Mexico was very thin in the post. You know, every time it was brought up at a press conference, Coach Richard Patino would mention, you know, that it, while it can be a benefit to a lot of teams, at the same time, you got to be very cautious. You do feel, though, there will be some activity with regard to the Lobos and the transfer portal, I assume, Jeff? Yeah, I do. And, and first off, I'll, I'll kind of sidetrack this real quick. Of all the programs in the country, of all the Division One teams, there's 358 right now. 
UNM is among the top. If you want to talk about programs who have benefited through the years, at least the last 20 years, from transfers. Interesting. Um, if, if you want to... You want to go back to Reuben Douglas? You want to go to Drew Gordon, J.R. Giddens, Danny Granger? Um, th- there have been a few of them who have come through here who could be on the, you know, the, if you take a, an all Lobo team of the past 20 years, of the past two decades, or at least the Mountain West era, I suppose. 1999-2000 season was when the Mountain West started. If you want to give me a starting five of the best five Lobos, you could make an argument that you could put a starting five of just transfers, and they could be the, uh, against the best starting five of just, uh, you know, freshmen coming here from their freshman year on, Lobos. And, and right. so the Lobos are actually a, a program that have benefited from transfers for a long time. So I get a little uneasy when people maybe... Are you there, Jeff? Reality is. Yeah, can you hear okay. me? Yeah, yeah, we just lost you for a second. But you you said that you you scratch your head a little bit when people uh, sometimes say that the, the transfers have not benefited New Mexico to this point because they have. Yeah, I mean, the, the, New Mexico has benefited big time from from the transfer portal before it was called the portal, just from transfers in general. And um, I do think that said, I, I think the, this year's Lobos are going to really hit the transfer portal hard. Maybe not for multiple players, but there's going to be one or two bigs that they're targeting. And I think in the next two or three weeks is is when we'll probably find out who those guys are. They'll start being some visits on campus, things like that, and. They they want a guy who can rebound. You know, they'll take a guy who can score. They, they'll take a guy who can protect the rim. But first and foremost, they just want a guy who's going to average, you know, double-digit rebounds if they can get one. Yeah, and, you know, we just we know, you know, who is expected to come back right now for New Mexico. And it seems like both House and Mashburn are, you know, they're all conference caliber players. And then, you know, we saw Jay Allen Tovar playing out of position, you know, but uh, – did hold his own. Um, do you think Tovar, yeah. you know, potentially could even be a three, and New Mexico to, could try and pick up, you know, two post post type players, Jeff? Yeah. No, I don't think they can play a forty minute game like that. But I do see a scenario where, and and Lobo fans need to remember this too. I think sometimes we get so caught up in watching the college basketball team and thinking that's what a player is. Um, the the development of Sebastian Forsling, the development even of Barima Sec. Um, and, and frankly, the continued development of J. Allen Tovar um, could make this a pretty good front court next year, even if they only get one transfer. Now, they do still need another body. They need, they need a transfer in here. But those guys are going to be different players in year two under Patino than they were in year one. So I think people need to remember, it's not just that they're looking for a, a savior in the front court to come in and be the big man, you know, the star big man. They need a guy to supplement those guys continued development too because those guys have potential as well to be pretty good so i do see a scenario though where if you can get 20 minutes a game out of sebastian forsling as a five as a, as a center you get a, a transfer big that comes in that can play both the five and the four then yeah i, I can see some big minutes for jail and tovar at the three four kind of slash position as opposed to ever having to play down near the rim he can face the basket the whole game offensively he's not going to have to try and use his, his pretty slight frame um, to, to defend a, an opposing center, which sometimes got the best of him when they were strong opposing guys he had to defend. So, um, yeah, I see a scenario where you could have, for the Lobos, that would be like going three bigs. If you have J. Allen Tovar at the three, and then you have a, a power forward plus a, a center on the court. Um, but I could see a scenario with that for, for stretches in games next year for sure. 
Jeff Grammer, Albuquerque Journal, with us on ESPN Radio 101.7. The team, he's on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. And you guys were just talking about Jalen House. I mean, certainly he's in good company in going through the draft process uh, with some of these uh, NCAA-approved agents, you know, with David Roddy uh, of Colorado State, Donovan Williams, UNLV. How close, realistically, Jeff, do you think Jalen is? And I mean, certainly, you know, f- uh, physical stature-wise, you know, there's just still a lot of room for him to grow. But basketball-wise, you know, did you see uh, somebody who looks like he could potentially be close to to being ready for the draft? Not, not probably not ready for the NBA draft, but he is, I think, closer than than maybe some people think he would be. Um, j- just watching him, you see how small he is, right? If you get past the fact that that he's, you know, basically 155 pounds, 160 pounds, soaking wet, like if you get past that and think he might be able to put on even 10 or 15 pounds, you're getting into the realm of where there are some really successful guards at the pro level, not just the NBA but overseas, that that are his stature. There, if you can be as quick as he is, you're going to find a place. There's, you know, Fox with Sacramento and stuff like that. There's like there's a place for a lightning quick guard and. I do think he needs to work on his decision-making every bit as much as he needs to try and add another 15 pounds at least. He's not going to get much taller. I don't, I don't think he's still growing. Um, but I, I do think he needs to put on some, some muscle. I don't think he's as far off as, as people think. I think he was put in a, a situation last year where a lot of the bad games he had when he was pressing and had high turnover games, that's a scenario where I think instead of playing a guy 35 or 40 minutes as your primary point, Jalen House is going to benefit big time from playing about 20 to 25 minutes as the primary point guard. That's where I think a recruit like Donovan Dent, who have a feature coming out probably in the next few days, maybe next week, but maybe this weekend. I've been talking with some people about Donovan Dent, the kid out of California, who was named the California Player of the Year. Um, I, I think he comes in and gets some minutes as a primary point guard because K.J. Jenkins and Jamal Masper, neither one of them are really point guards. They're undersized shooting guards. Um, but I, I really think Jalen House would benefit from his mile-a-minute kind of approach if he doesn't have to be a mile-a-minute for 40 minutes as a point guard. I think if you can go a mile-a-minute but also be off the ball sometimes and come off screens and you're creating some problems that way, I really think the Lobos are going to benefit from not having to have Jamal, I mean Jalen House, be the primary point guard the entire game. As we're talking about guys that, might be coming in through the portal for the Lobos, adding to this roster here as the offseason goes along. Are you anticipating or hearing anything about possibly anybody that's on the roster right now maybe going in a different direction? I, no, I haven't. In fact, I've, I've talked to a couple people. that I'll, I'll say this, first of all. I, I imagine there will be um, one, maybe two more between now and, say, July that, that make a decision to move on for whatever reason. But I, I will say I've talked to people with the program right now, and, and as genuine as they can be, as, as genuine as they sound or say they are to me, um, they, they're in a spot right now where if anybody leaves at this point, it's a decision that hasn't been made right now. There's not really anybody that they think is on the fence. Um, it would be a little bit of a surprise. That doesn't mean it might not come. Um, there's still a long time before next fall semester starts. So... I do think that it could possibly still happen. In fact, I'd be surprised if maybe one player doesn't. I, I'm not guessing who or, or trying to um, start anything that isn't there, but I'd be a little surprised if maybe one more player doesn't transfer. But right now it's not somebody that I could even predict because right now they all seem to be you know, of the opinion that this is the guys that are here are all going to be here. Um, I think one of the big reasons I think 
there's going to be at least one more guy move on. They only have one scholarship open right now. I, I think if they could get two transfer bigs, they'd really like two transfer bigs. Well, that would put them over a scholarship limit. So I think they're in a position where maybe one guy probably moves on when he sees he's just not going to play much next year because they're trying to get another big. Gotcha, Jeff. Okay, well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for bringing us up to speed, Jeff. We'll uh, touch base again with you very soon, see what your thoughts are about the Lobo schedule, the addition of Iona to the schedule, which was announced today, and also uh, Dan McHale is moving on. Uh, He was part of the staff, and we'll get uh, caught up on all those things the next time you're on. Thank you so much, Jeff. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. All right, Jeff Grammer, the Albuquerque Journal, beat writer for Lobo Basketball, joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, Top 5 at 5 is next. ESPN Radio 1017, the team.